0: Well, well, here we are. I am Raz.
1: And I'm Jacob.
0: And welcome to Nerd Nebula. Let's get into the thick of things, shall we? This is Nerd Nebula. This is a podcast. But of course, you already know this because, well, you are listening to this on the internet. But what is it? Well, you can say it to jackasses talking shit for a certain amount of time. Or a free-form discussion forum on pop culture with a dash of current events sprinkled in. What do you think, Jacob? What nah, is that,
1: ab- that about sums it up, really. I... I think we just really wanted an outlet so that we can talk and try and let other people know what we're into.
0: Sounds about right to me. I like talking shit. And it's much better when there's an audience for me to talk shit, too. I agree. So, seeing as it's kind of hard to get people to listen to us talk shit in one particular place, we decided to put this on the internet, where everyone is talking shit. Before we get into the nerdy topics here, I would like to ask, how was your weekend?
1: Very quiet, but very good. I had a lot of fun.
0: We have I... something, something in, um, in common there. I went back home to see the fam and had a very quiet weekend. went to my auntie's 50th birthday party celebration thing, which was quite nice. And um, now it's just unwinding for a nice warm Sunday.
1: Nice, nice. I spend a lot of time doing research on stuff because I don't like having downtime, it seems.
0: You're just one of those people who just likes being busy.
1: It seems that way. I never used to, and then I got this new job, and then all of a sudden now I'm just busy constantly, and it's great. It's good fun.
0: I am like that sometimes, but I like... Days where I just don't do anything. I just sit down, or even better, lay down in bed, and I just watch YouTube videos or play a game. And this is what mostly this weekend has been like, away from the hustle and bustle of the big city. Because where my parents lived, it's like quite literally in the middle of nowhere. So it's it was a very welcomed change of pace.
1: I bet. I bet. I'm looking forward to a nice change of pace. In a couple of months when I get to go away.
0: That's right, that's right. You said you were planning a little trip?
1: A little trip there? Yeah, yeah. Planning a couple of trips away out of Wellington. One to Christchurch and one to Cromwell for a festival.
0: Yeah, a music festival. Is it a um, heavy metal or just metal-themed no, festival? No,
1: no. they got bands like Salmonella Dub and Left oh, or yeah, Right yeah. playing. Uh, there's... About the heaviest band playing as Beast Wars, which are pretty damn heavy, to be fair.
0: But for people who don't know what those bands are, or like who are not aware of them because they're not from here, they're like very funky kind of reggae-ish, soul-ish kind of bands. Yeah. If you if you have the time, I would definitely suggest checking them out for mm. a glimpse into like definitely Kiwi culture.
1: Definitely, definitely. Always a all, good time seeing Left or Right Live as well.
0: I really enjoyed um, seeing their last show. That was a very good It was a very good night.
1: That was a very good night.
0: It. I think we got the introductions out of the way.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Let's get into it. All right. What games have you been playing lately? What tickled your fancy?
1: I've been going back and playing. A little bit of Xbox 360 lately.
0: I've uh, been
1: going back and playing Max Payne 3, because why the hell not? It was a good series. It was a good series. I never got to play many of them back in the day, so I I, I had the opportunity recently, so I went back and played it. Other than that, Doom 2016 has taken up a lot of my
0: time lately. <laughs>
1: and, As it should. And Wolfenstein 2, because of course great game great game
0: fantastic i i think i'm not wrong in saying that it's one of the best shooters made in the last five years maybe even 10 years like it's doom or with, wolfenstein actually both to be honest like yep they're both
1: they both have their little the, niches
0: yeah but the mechanics the way the game runs is just mm, impeccable absolutely I um, have to be honest, I've only been playing one game for the past week. Can you guess what it is? I, I
1: have I have a pretty good guess as to what it is. I'm I'm gonna say it's Spider-Man.
0: You are correct, sir. I've been playing Spider-Man like it's no one's business. Holy fuck, I love this game. Like it is so much fun.
1: I have like, heard nothing but good things about that game.
0: Just Swinging through New York City is just a treat. Like it feels so natural and so easy. But it didn't start that way. Like I do like that it takes you a bit of time to get used to to the to the web swinging. Like it's mm-hmm. not like a one two thing. Yeah. Where you just like start. You just have you actually have to learn the controls, the mechanics. There's quite a bit of like physics involved in it. So. Once you know that you can't just like turn around a building like full swing and not expect like face blunt on the other side. Then you're like, you know exactly when to let go of the uh, button to like create like a good um, loop. It is so much fun.
1: I bet. I bet. I'm really looking forward to picking up a copy as soon as I can.
0: The great news that I read a couple of days ago was... Yeah, yeah, no, actually it actually was a couple of days ago, is that Insomniac has been in talks with uh, Marvel to start a Marvel gaming universe and are using Spider-Man as the platform to launch this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. It's very, very interesting. I reckon that could be, I mean, there hasn't been many Marvel games recently, other there's been mobile games and stuff, but I, I can't think of yeah. any in the last sort of five years at least.
0: Can't think of a triple A big budget Marvel game. When you think of superhero games, you think of Batman Arkham as yeah. the first thing that comes to mind. We haven't really had anything other than that on the table. But now with the prospect of a Marvel gaming universe, it's just the uh, stakes are like so high
1: yeah yeah absolutely and with with the success of the movie franchise it's about time they, they branched out into gaming i think
0: yeah square enix is working on an avengers game it's only been like a couple of teasers with character models and not much else but i do think there's the next installment in the marvel gaming uh, universe mgu is that what we're, we're going to call it?
1: I, I guess so.
0: We'll see if that Avengers game is actually part of this universe or if Insomniac has the um, exclusive license for it. But I think if Marvel's smart, they'll take different developers with a different take on things. To like to not have everything be the same kind of so know. that
1: everything doesn't feel stale and cookie cutter. Like yeah. everything doesn't feel like oh it's the same game but reskinned and with a slightly different power. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, hopefully that is what ends up happening because um, I have completed the game and just like the Marvel movies, there's a stinger at the end of the credits. and oh boy (laughs) no
1: spoilers no spoilers no
0: no spoilers but if they're going where i think they're going with what was in that end credit scene spider-man 2 is gonna be a hell of a ride
1: i'm looking forward to it
0: any game that you wish to talk about jacob
1: um i'm just very very excited for red dead redemption 2 that has yes That has taken up all of my concentration and interest as of late. Uh, I played the first one a lot. And I'm a big sucker for a western. So I really, really want to play... This looks like... like Red Dead Redemption 1 was very, very immersive. And you got lost in the game. But not as much as other titles like Gun. That was a huge one for me. I replayed that about six times I think. Not to do things differently. But just to relive the the, the moment. Yeah. I, I seem to have played it once a year. For about four years I think. Um, but Red Dead Redemption 2. From the trailer that I saw. It feels a lot more immersive than the first game. Which is gonna be very very hard because the first one was incredibly immersive the mechanics and everything look like they've been i really like they've kept the uh what do they call it like gunslinger mode or whatever it is the the slowdown yeah, yeah. time and yeah yeah that's that's gonna be a lot of fun that's gonna be a lot of fun
0: i would probably say i wouldn't say it's my favorite um rockstar game that honor still goes to grand theft auto 5 but it's a very close second. Yeah, like it's maybe like one percent behind Grand Theft Auto Five in terms of like sheer enjoyment, sheer sheer stuff that you can do in it, and just like the level of polish and dedication that the team put towards the game.
1: Absolutely.
0: And um, Doom Eternal is oh. just around the corner.
1: Oh. Every time I see something about that game, my my hype for that game just goes through the roof. It looks incredible. So fluid. So well made. Just the, the, the range of weapons and random things you can get to, to jetpack around and pull enemies to you and pull yourself to enemies and everything like that. Just, oh, it's going to be so much fun. So much fun.
0: I recently made a new blog post uh, saying that this is a bit of a, a renaissance for single-player first-person shooters. I'm honestly sick of all these Battle Royales um, games that try to imitate PUBG, try to imitate Fortnite, and trying to copy their like success. Like, yeah. Even a big franchise like Call of Duty Black Ops 4 has no single-player mode whatsoever. It's been replaced. Mm, The entire mm. campaign has been replaced by one giant battle royale. And to me, that's fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like Games like Doom and games like Wolfenstein, bringing back the single-player experience, exclusively single-player, is just... mm. Yeah, yeah.
1: Although I am looking forward to Wolfenstein, what is it, Young Blood?
0: Yeah, Young which Blood. It's-
1: it it's hinting that it's gonna be two player. Even if it's, you know, two player for a few missions or um just I, I'm really, really hoping that it's couch co-op. I really want to be able to do split screen because that is one thing that I miss from PS2 and PS1 era is having your friend over and having them in the same room. Having them on mic and, you know, playing games with them while they're halfway across the world or whatever is still fun and it's still a great way to bring people together. But I do miss having friends over and having land nights and that sort of thing. So I'm hoping that they have that option, but I'm not holding my breath too hard because yeah, yeah. i'm over the times i guess
0: what you mentioned just gave me flashbacks of like um halo 3 to be honest
1: oh it's <laughs> like
0: having like people over on the couch like having a land like on friday night and just playing halo until the early mornings
1: Yep, uh, halo and dawn of war on computer and oh the memories
0: good times good right
1: good times
0: I think it's about time we um, move on to a different topic. Like, yep. Um, yep. I, I don't think I, I have said this at the start, but this is um, episode zero of Nerd Nebula. We're, we are still trying to work out the best kind of format. So it's yeah. not like entirely scripted. We don't really have like a concrete idea of what we want this podcast to be like for the first outing into this. This is very... Um, we're pretty much throwing dots at the wall seeing what uh, sticks really so
1: seeing what works seeing what the audience wants to hear
0: yeah so we're just incorporating a bunch of different things to see how it goes and also to give us more of a confidence boost for future episodes like uh, once we do this we know what to do and what not to do so please bear with us as we as we learn
1: everything's learning curve
0: Now, what I want to talk about is movies. Yeah. Movies and TV shows. Mm. And there is one topic that is still relevant after, I think, a month and a half, two months. The uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 debacle. And the the firing of James Gunn. The firing
1: of James Gunn, yeah.
0: It seems the movie is... No, it doesn't seem like it. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is... On hold, yep. and it's not. They didn't say how long, and I'm just saying, Disney really shot themselves in the foot with with uh, this one.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. They've really. I mean that like they don't have a squeaky clean history. No. The fact that they're firing someone for making stupid remarks that he has apologized for
0: is on just, multiple occasions. Yeah.
1: I mean, everyone it's, says dumb shit every now and again. And yeah. that doesn't mean that it excuses him for it. But the fact that no, his new not. job is firing him for something that he did 10 years ago or however many years ago, that's that's just ridiculous to me.
0: And the other thing is, like 10 years back, he James Gunn, he was a exploitation director. That's what he was paid to do, make these like cross jokes basically his job mm. and there's no way disney didn't know who he was before they
1: hired him for guardians of the galaxy yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah
0: there's no way they didn't know who he was and then when some right wing guy is wanting to tear down his career pretty much bringing up all shit disney just caves in and just fires him outright that is the most bullshit thing i have ever heard
1: yeah yeah it, it's not exactly uh i mean i can understand why they're a wee bit cautious about it and maybe they could be like look we'll, we'll take a break from him but to outright fire him for stuff that happened a long long time ago that he has apologized for and i mean they could release a statement about it they yeah. could
0: make it work
1: for them not just straight up fire him that's just ridiculous
0: they did say like they don't want to work with someone with that kind of past but then i was thinking you hired robert downey jr with his past and now you're like pushing (laughs) him to be like the face of the mcu so it's like on top of being unfair, you're kind of a fucking um, hypocrite too.
1: Yeah, I mean they, they they made him into the poster boy for reformation and for for turning a new page and getting yeah. sober and getting clean.
0: Yeah. So why don't
1: the- why don't they do something similar to be like, look, you can screw up in your past. It doesn't mean that you are forever damned to be that same person. Because yeah. that's pretty much the message that they are putting across by by firing James Gunn, I think.
0: The ending for Avengers Four is still not filmed because of the holdup with Guardians Three. Yeah, like they're not sure how to proceed with the whole thing now. Yeah, and to me, that's just like I, this is unnecessary drama and problems that you're causing for um for not only yourself as a company but for so many other people yeah because they are at the top of the chain when it comes to like filmmaking currently in terms of like business and they're setting a really bad example of like how to conduct business
1: yeah yeah definitely It's it's
0: just uh it just makes me mad knowing that they're treating like good directors so poorly because of their brand image it's just i mean
1: yeah unfortunately you're gonna get that with those bigger companies like they're they're all about trying to save face and make the, the most dollars that they can which i mean if they were really worried about uh their their image of their directors and everything they would go back and have a problem with everything they produced back in the 90s Everything yeah. back then had very racist connotations and undertones and it, it, oh, yeah. it wasn't, I mean, we grew up with that sort of stuff. We, we didn't know any better back then and now we look back at it and we're like, wow, so that's the sort of stuff that we were being exposed to and yeah. a lot of it shedding a new light on it sort of thing. I, I, I wouldn't support it and wouldn't watch it and a lot of it is very tongue in cheek. I don't know. It seems kind of hypocritical that they did all these horrifically racist jokes in their, in their movies and horrifically racist stereotypes. And yet someone makes a couple of racist jokes and they fire them and completely out them. And yeah, it, it's, it's kind of hypocritical.
0: It's because we live in this like, you know, this post me too world where everyone in, in the PC like, can, era, everyone can bring up dirt on anyone else because of the internet and everyone is being extremely cautious and uh, it's like you really don't know what to do like you you don't know if if like your next step is a landmine or just like it's safe to keep on walking it's really quite a world that we live in right now
1: yeah yeah
0: all right i think we talked about um that makes me angry for um quite a bit now something that kind of makes me excited but in a more of like a i'm still keeping my expectations low is um
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, yeah
0: dc's new streaming service
1: i'm where, very interested in that
0: because they they're uh, putting all their old Animated TV show, so like Batman: The Animated Series, Superman, Batman Beyond, uh, oh. Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, like oh. all those
1: all classics, the classics,
0: all those classics available for streaming in HD. That is just amazing, and one of the um, the big selling points that you might say for this new streaming service, this this DC like verse they're building here is a live action teen titans show now i have seen the trailer for that and i think it looks like absolute fucking garbage
1: it doesn't give me high hopes for what the series is gonna is gonna hold it it looked like they had tried to replicate the success of gotham which was pretty good they, it looks like they're trying to sort of replicate that, but not really doing very well at it. And they've sort like, of tried to have that edgy Nightwing Robin, whereas it's oh, not don't get me. Nightwing. Don't get me
0: started on Robin on his line of oh, fuck Batman. My oh, friend.
1: so cringy. It's
0: like Robin, at least... No, it's been confirmed that uh, is Dick Grayson, Robin. Dick mm-hmm. Grayson, Robin would never say that. He he doesn't like Bruce Wayne, slash Batman, but he has a lot of respect for him. He would never say, "Fuck Batman." Yeah, that's something like Jason Todd would say. Like he is the um quote unquote bad boy of the Robins.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's like it's it's just it feels like a group of writers trying to write teenagers. And this is their interpretations of how teenagers talk and act, like a 30-year-old's interpretation of teenagers. And it's just, in some cases, it can work well because it's you know, it's kind of like hokey and funny. And sometimes it turns out into this really mopey kind of emo, kind of like, I'm so, you know, no one can fucking understand me, kind of like shit. Yeah. And this is exactly what Teen Titans, the live-action show, looks like. yeah yeah oh and it doesn't help that it looks like their budget is like 10 bucks
1: yeah i mean if they'd gone with even if they'd gone with something maybe as different as the runaways that could have worked yeah because that that series did pretty well and it it didn't reach the goals that they were wanting it to like i can tell that much but it definitely did not fall flat, which I know the Teen Titans show is going to do. Like, I'm I'm calling that now. That's going to last one season and not get renewed for a second.
0: Yeah. And
1: if it does, it's going to have the same budget and it's not going to go anywhere.
0: I'm still holding hope. Because um, there's been, like, instances where shows have started off terribly and in their second or third season they hit, they hit their um, stride and became really good shows. Like, examples of that I can think of star wars the clone wars the first yeah. season was a mess but yeah, then it was not from great. the second to the third fourth and fifth season it became amazing yeah, same with yeah. like um uh this may be a more of an unpopular opinion but um the uh vampire diaries first two seasons hot garbage from season three and onwards it actually became a good show with like good like mysteries
1: i saw about five minutes of that show and then thought this is terrible and then i never went back and watched it
0: it's one of those shows where you need to have the certain like mind like not mindset but you need to put your expectations aside of what you might consider like a vampire show to be because it's more of a teen drama but it would actual good mystery yeah. and then once you like tr- get into the groove of the show past season two, it's quite an enjoyable watch. But again, you need to like that kind of thing in the first yeah. place.
1: Yeah, and I I I like a good vampire story. Like I remember reading Anne Rice books when I was a bit younger and I've always liked the the vampire mythos and that sort of stuff. But I don't know, that that show just seemed way too close to Twilight and I could never do that. I could never do that I mean, to
0: myself. When it first came out it was a copy of twilight but then it it found its own
1: it found its feet and sort of yeah managed to find its own standing sort of thing
0: let's move on to the uh final topic of this podcast episode zero is talking a bit about music
1: my favorite topic
0: (laughs) of course (laughs) would you like to to um start or should i
1: okay so i've been very very excited so a, a few months ago I got yeah. my new job, and on on the way to the interview, I was on the bus scrolling through Facebook, as you do. And you then do. one of my favorite bands got announced as doing a gig in the city that we live in, which is Wellington, and it's the band Black Dahlia Murder, and I oh, yes. really really enjoy them, and I've never had a chance to see them. I've I've missed them every time I've come here. Now that I'm sort of back in the back in the big smoke, I'm making an effort to go to more gigs, and then it got, like I realised that that's the weekend of me passing my three-month trial at work so oh, nice. that's weekend after next so i'm gonna go to that and i'm very very excited they released a really good album last year i want to say called Nightbringers.
0: Right really
1: on. really good really nice melodic death metal very very black dahlia murder it's sort of what you'd come to expect from a band like that and like, i mean it's their like seventh album i think they're not really going way out of their way to try new things, but they're not, I think because it's their first album with their new guitarist and new drummer, yeah. so I think it was sort of good for them to like slot in, and they did a really good job of living up to the name, and they've written some amazing work,
0: yeah, like, so I'm
1: very interested to see what the next album coming out so from them
0: you're saying, like, it's not breaking new ground, but... It's, it's
1: not breaking new ground, but it's definitely not a terrible album. More polished. More refined. Basic,
0: like a fine wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So I between that
1: and uh, there's another band that I've been listening to that are about to play another Wellington show and I get to see for the first time, and uh, they just dropped a new album the other day, and it's a band called Conan. And they are Phenomenal. And they just play slow, chunky, earth-shattering doom. It's it's just amp worship to its finest. Amp worship and riff worship. It's slow. It's catchy riffs. It's screaming vocals about cutting the heads off orcs and <laughs> riding into battle on giant snails. And oh, it's just, it's the tits. It's great. It's great. And oh. yeah, they released a new album last week, late last week, and I I sort of caught myself at ten o'clock in the morning at work, and I was like, shit, I've listened to this album three times already. That's that's how good it is. I listened to it three times back to back. It finished, and I I still wanted more, so I went back and started it again, and again, nice. and again. I ignored people at work so that I could I could listen to it. It was it's just a phenomenal album, and. Yeah, there's, there's not a bad word to say about it. Everything on that album, they, they have like a couple of more experimental-ish tracks. I mean, they're pretty well known for the Doom and everything. And then there was like a nice wee yeah. grindy, faster paced, chaotic song that lasted about 30 seconds. And sort of all catches your attention. And then it goes back to more atmospheric and chunky, reminds you of a desolate wasteland type thing. It yeah. was it was good fun. It was good fun. Great album.
0: Nice. Anything else you would like to talk to or should I move on to mine? I think that's about
1: all I had prepared really.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Feel and like, I mean I'm like? I'm also really excited because uh one of my favorite other favorite bands, Snarky Puppy <laughs> Snarky just Puppy. announced a gig in Wellington in April. So I'm very oh, hyped well. about that and that's like a little bit of jazz, a little bit of soul, and it's like an... I think it's up to 12-piece band now. Jesus. Like, they are phenomenal musicians, and there's just so many of them, and the fact that they can all work together to create something so vibrant and alive is just phenomenal, and I'm going to get to see that, hopefully, if I can get a ticket before it sells out. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that's... I mean, I've got so many gigs and everything that I'm coming up, that I've got, uh, that I've got coming up and that I've seen lately. I, I, I almost need my own podcast just to talk about them. Hint, hint.
0: All right. <laughs> uh, maybe one day. Well, I've been listening to um, two artists that I wanted to talk about. Um, I've been listening to Denzel Curry's new album, Taboo. It came out back in July, I think, but I didn't, I, I didn't listen to it until about two or three weeks ago. And I must say, I absolutely love it. Like I don't, I didn't know Denzel Curry could actually rap like that because all his other stuff was very like hit, hit, hit. Yeah. there weren't very like more of a slower kind of tuned, more like introspective kind of like songs about it. But each like almost every one of the songs on taboo is just about him dealing with his own issues being an artist in the music industry of now like the yeah. contemporary music industry like dealing with all these with all those uh, social issues um dealing with his own like problems with mental health and and all, and all that and each song tells a bit of a different story about how it's like to be an artist in today's world and it's uh, as i was as i was listening to it i was just like wow the album is straight fire like i i love this the sound of the beats but also the actual lyrics it's um it's one of the best albums i've listened to this year oh
1: um, i'm definitely gonna have to check that out
0: it's a great listen. like it's very diverse like in in one in one track it's like this heavy trap and then in the other in the next track, it's something like MF Doom, and it's hmm. like this change of beat, this change of flow. It's like it's actually amazing.
1: Awesome! I I love a good bit of variety in my music. So
0: the other thing I want to talk about is um Travis Scott's new album Astral World. For the past two albums from Travis Scott, like I felt like they were not not including this one. I felt like it was almost the same kind of thing. Like there wasn't much variation in the new, in the, um, tracks. But with this one, just from looking at the, at the album cover, I was like, this is going to be different. It gave me the impression, like this is something new. i probably haven't heard something like this yet. Or like, if I have, it wouldn't be as good as this. I don't know. It just gave me that feeling. And then I didn't listen to any of the, um, singles. I like, I just waited for the album to drop. I was right. It's something different. It's kind of like the same, like, other contemporary artists are doing now, doing now, like, this very party trap. If you like hip-hop or if you like pop music, I challenge you to find something that you don't don't like on this album. I think it is absolutely impossible to find something that you don't like. If you like hip-hop, pop, hell, even if you're just, like, more of, like... Just into rock or, like, you know, something else. It's just one of those um, albums that everyone can find something to, like, jam to.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I'll definitely check that album out as well.
0: And this is as much as I had, like, planned for Nerd Nebula, Episode Zero in general.
1: Same yeah. Here. I we have I've really reached, enjoyed this.
0: Yeah. I have. We have reached the end of Episode Zero. And this is if where you, we say goodbye. Yeah.
1: And if you have anything to say, please leave it in the comment section below. If you, or if yeah, we have one, yeah,
0: you know, we'll put this up on as many platforms as we can. so yeah. guessing there will be a like comment section below. Yeah, until then, if you manage to listen right until the end thank you for giving this a try and uh we hope to provide you with much better content as we continue on this journey
1: thanks for joining us
0: thanks for joining us and we'll hopefully see you next time hail satan see you later